Hello again, world. Three years to the day since the first case of COVID-19 was confirmed here, the Chief Medical Officer has urged older people to reconnect with other people, saying we cannot allow COVID to steal more years from us. Within weeks of that first case, schools were closed, people were ordered to largely stay at home and stay away from other people as much as possible to prevent the spread of the virus and hospitals being overwhelmed. Restrictions on the way we live continued until January of last year. In an open letter to older people in Ireland today, as part of a multimedia campaign entitled Hello Again World, Professor Breda Smith addresses the isolation and loneliness experienced by older people during the pandemic and says, if you haven't yet returned to doing the things that you love, I'm encouraging you to do so now. It comes as the health service executive says that more than a quarter of COVID deaths here were in nursing homes and the government says it plans to establish an inquiry into the state's handling of the pandemic by the middle of the year. Dr Roland Collins is a consultant geriatrician and the HSE's national clinical lead in stroke. Dr Collins, good morning. Thanks for taking our call today. Good morning. Three years and it sometimes feels a lot longer than that. You've read the Chief Medical Officer's letter. Are there many people who are still isolated by the pandemic, in your view? I Well, obviously, if the Chief Medical Officer has written a letter and there's a campaign planned, I'd imagine there is evidence behind it to suggest that many older people are not resuming their normal activities. That being said... That hasn't been my experience initially. I think most people have got back to life and were eager to get back to life uh, from interacting with older people in clinical settings. It should be remembered, however, that loneliness and, for example, getting back to life is not just an age particularly related issue. Um, During the pandemic, the evidence would have shown us that, for example, feelings of well-being and feelings of depression and feelings of loneliness were actually greater amongst younger groups than there were amongst older groups. That being said, however, there are some issues, obviously, that make it more difficult for older people to re-engage if they have dropped activities uh, because of mobility issues, because of maybe IT connection issues, etc., etc. But I think this conversation needs to broaden out as well into the topic of loneliness in general and how society reconnects. There are strong health benefits for both older and younger people by engaging with one another uh, intergenerationally. And I think that is a challenge for our society. Over 8,500 COVID deaths here, over 2,300 in nursing homes, according to figures provided to Angel Leader Pat Tobin by the HSC. Are you surprised by the scale of nursing home deaths? Um, I'm not really, uh, to be honest with you. I think uh, many of our older people who are in nursing homes or some of our more uh, complex, uh, frailer um, medical conditions, etc., associated with it. And so the mortality would have been perhaps expected uh, to be highest within that age group. Uh, That being said as well, there were factors around our nursing homes and the governance and medical management of our nursing homes about the state's, I suppose, preparedness uh, to protect people in those settings um, and about our model of care in nursing homes in general that left a lot to be desired for. I would stress that from a clinical point of view, from our perspective, I don't think we need an inquiry into how nursing homes were handled. I think we've done that already. An expert panel was set up in 2021 to look at the issue of COVID in nursing homes and the very high mortality and indeed the problems that we 
I readily identified uh, through research and through experience early on and that panel made its recommendations and rather than an inquiry I'd be asking really that we focus down and actually look at those recommendations that were made and how far are we along the road to implementing them. Are you saying you feel there, there is no need for a further inquiry? Well with regard to nursing homes in particular I think you know, an expert panel was put together it made yes. very strong recommendations it identified the problems now that being said there was also the real life lived experience of people who had loved ones in nursing homes and i think that does need to be given a voice i think people's experiences need to be heard and in that regard there needs to be a mechanism to learn those very valuable and hurtful experiences that people had um, but i think myself Looking at what needs to be done in the management, I think the expert panel that was set up in 2021 was very clear and made very good and far-reaching uh, recommendations. And I think we should be concentrating on implementing those now. We were talking earlier in the week, in the week about those remarks by Professor Martin Cormican, who was a part of NEFIT, saying that too many of their decisions were driven by fear rather than science, uh, that closing schools long-term and limiting visitors to nursing homes were inhumane. What do you think? Well, it's probably no secret. I was very um, alarmed and concerned about the notion we were asking older people to cocoon in the stages, early stages of the pandemic. I think it did a lot of damage. I think that's clear to everybody now, and I think we're still seeing some of the consequences of that. I think Martin's comments about driven by fear, I think that's true. But then again, when I reflect personally, I think we were all frightened. Uh, when I first saw those scenes myself in Lombardy and being a working doctor and having a spouse who's a working doctor, there was a tremendous fear uh, as to what this might mean uh, and the p- risk personally. Of course, then we become you know, more experienced and understood the nature of the disease a bit better. But science was also lagging behind and it was hard to keep track of the science. And even medicine would have failed in the early stages of the pandemic. Um, it wasn't intuitive in its analysis of some of the things we could have done. And then it published very flimsily uh, based evidence in very high profile journals, I have to say, that actually was incorrect evidence. And so science took time. I think it's reacted amazingly quickly when you think about how fast it developed a vaccine uh, and what a huge effect that vaccine had. But in the early stages, the science was confused, I think, and difficult to interpret. But I think there is a truism in saying as well that I suppose before you implemented such draconian measures, you had to have some very strong scientific evidence behind it that this was going to have a, a good impact. And that wasn't clear at the time. But, you know, it was such a fearful time. I think the government acted in good faith and did the best available advice at the time. And I also think that maybe when you look at her death rate compared to other European countries, the government's policy would have shown at least uh, that it didn't fail. I'm not saying it succeeded, but it didn't fail. Dr Ronan Collins, consultant geriatrician, HSE National Clinical Lead and Stroke. Thank you for speaking with us this morning.